The Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Dominate your summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. The time has come to bring on the champions. Guys, go out there and make our stand. Stand that we are the champions. Because until May-June, we have it. It belongs to us. And we fight to take it again. Listen, boys. We had a decent start so far. But we can do better. We need to take the next step. And there's no better place than taking the next step here. Let's start strong and aggressive boys. Come on! compelling game at St. James's Park. I loved it. It's enough. <laughs> I want to see the character that you have because you have it. And you threw it a thousand million times you have to pull it again. How many seasons can you keep this up they for? They need to have the drive. It doesn't look right, does it, at City at the moment? Maybe there's going to be other priorities. Era's end. Is it coming to an end? I think we're forgetting the most important thing. We're forgetting about focusing just on ourselves. Show ourselves out there how much we want to win it again. And the best thing we have is that now we've done it and they think, oh, they're tired. And we want to do it again. And that's when we get big. To win something is the most important thing. You have to deserve it. Deserve it. You want to play? You want the ball? You want to move? You want to fight as a brother? You win four of the last five Premier League. Are we going to do it again? I'm not moving from this seat. I can assure you. Now it's more than ever. I want to mind warriors. Attack everyone and defend everyone. Because everything you have to do is you want to do always. I love the club. Nice little video there from Man City themselves to open up the show. Obviously, nothing mentioned there about the 115 illegal breaches that the club are being accused of. Just um, some audio there focusing on their route to winning the Premier League title again. We're not here to talk about the treble. We're here to talk about the Premier League. Manchester City won it for the third time in a row. And you are listening to the... EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. The Soccer Gambling Podcast can be followed on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network are at the 
SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, you can also follow my other Twitter account. It is at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. That's where I talk about other sports, talk about a lot of pro wrestling there. I'm going to reduce that. Going to open up a new wrestling account because it is bringing in the wrong type of people. Want to make it an account that primarily focuses on sports and primarily focuses on my results as a sports handicapper. And so far, I've gone an entire decade undefeated. In fact, as of tomorrow, I will have 121 months in a row undefeated in sports betting. Currently, you can see the spreadsheet for the month of May that will be replaced by the month of June. I'm talking about, of course, my pin tweet on that Twitter account. Currently, the pin tweet is the month of May. That'll be replaced by the month of June. But all of my spreadsheets are available to look at. As I said, I'm a transparent and tracked capper and they are on the website lockbetting.com as we push towards month number 122 in July with a lot more sports going on. We have a huge boxing match at the end of the month with Terence Crawford going up against Errol Spence. We have Wimbledon at the start of July. We have the Women's World Cup. We have transfer activity. We're going to be posting out our soccer futures for the season. And in a couple of months, we'll once again be talking about the NFL as well. And also, we have WWE Money in the Bank going down tonight, emanating from the O2 Arena in London. There is a special edition of the Fight Show currently available for that WWE pay-per-view. It is on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network right now. So we'll move on to talking about this season's EPL title race. We'll have a recap of what happened. It was expected to be a title race that was contested by Manchester City and Liverpool once again, as that has been the case for most of the last few seasons, with Liverpool actually winning a COVID title in the 2019-2020 season, breaking up the dominance of Manchester City. However, Liverpool were a big surprise this season. They were not in the title race at any point. From the very start of the season, when they fell to a disappointing 2-2 draw on the opening day against Fulham, Liverpool never really recovered from that. Liverpool did not look like the team that challenged on four fronts last season. One of the other big disappointments of the season was Chelsea. They came in as a team who could potentially challenge. Thomas Tuchel was let go very quickly by the new owner, Todd Bowley. Todd Bowley invested a lot of money into the club, invested it quite poorly as none of those signings really seemed to work out. And they finished in the bottom half of the table. As for surprise packages who had a very, very good season. Brentford had a good season. Brighton massively overperformed and played an incredible brand of football. They replaced Graham Potter, who went to Chelsea with the Zerbi and didn't miss a step and actually improved as a result of that. And I think Manchester United deserve a mention as well, along with, with Newcastle. I'll start with um, Newcastle first. Newcastle, their project was supposed to be a slow one. When they had these new owners, they made it very, very clear they weren't going to go in and invest in 50, 60, 70 million pound players immediately, much like Manchester City did when they first got taken over. So there was no big 
Robinho signing or anything like that. All sensible signings. Slow and steady wins, wins the race. So for them to finish in the top four and to be in the EFL Cup final this season, that shows that they are ahead of schedule. But Manchester United under Eric Ten Hag, I feel that we are well ahead of schedule. Obviously, there were some very, very poor results. The 4-0 defeat against Brentford, the 7-0 against Liverpool. But overall, after losing his first two games and looking like Man United were actually going to have to go backwards before they came forward, it was an incredible achievement for Eric Ten Hag to take Manchester United back into the Champions League via a league position. We had an incredible home record. We had an incredible defensive home record as well. And if Manchester United can improve on their away form in the next season, and if they can make some key signings, then they could actually establish themselves as genuine title contenders. Unfortunately, the Glazers won't get out of the way. What do you make of of that news that there's a, a chance or a good chance that the Glazers might stay even longer? I just don't think the fan base will be accepting that. Yeah. Won't be happy. I just think that too much has gone on, too much has been let out. It's too close to a new beginning that a lot of the fans have wanted to then go back again. Um, and I wouldn't mind, and I think that's what the fans' minds will be. If it was, a, if they were getting offered a, a billion or two billion, mm. they, you, you, a lot won't understand, but some kind of educated financial minds will go, well, I get that. I understand they want a bigger bit of chunk to be able to leave. Mm. But if you're getting off, if, if, if the reports are true, four, five, six billion, yeah. that's a big markup on your investment at the mm. beginning. So and fan, fans are saying, listen, you, you're not wanted here by the majority of the fan base. You're getting a massive lump on your way out. Mm. Shake our hands and, 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 and ride off into the sunset. Before we move on to talking about the two teams who did actually contest the title this season let me take this quick time out to tell you guys about bird dogs bird dogs simply make you look good bird dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg giving you a truly sculpted look they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff restricting cotton Bird Dogs have fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice any movement. So if you want to grab yourself a pair, all you need to do for this summer is head over to birddogs.com slash pull and also enter our promo code pull for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash Paul, P-O-O-L, for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off, we promise you. So let's move on to talking about the two teams who did actually contest the title. One of them was, of course, Man City, as expected. They went in as the favourites, signed Erling Haaland in the summer. They were always going to compete for it. The surprise package was Arsenal. Now, Arsenal led through most of the way. And the reason I feel that they didn't win the title certainly wasn't because they weren't prioritising the league. They got themselves eliminated from the League Cup, got themselves eliminated from the FA Cup, even got themselves eliminated from Europe. They Their primary focus was the league. But still, I don't think they had the experience and the squad depth to compete with Man City, despite the fact that Man City competed on every front. But give credit where credit is due. Arsenal's board stood behind Mikel Arteta. 
Mikel Arteta wasn't succeeding a lot of the time. In fact, since winning the FA Cup, there was talk of him losing his job with a number of Arsenal supporters desperate to see the back of Mikel Arteta. They won't admit to that now, but Arsenal Fan TV definitely wanted him out of the door. But he kept standing by his project and his beliefs. And Arsenal kept spouting on about believing the project, trusting the project, investing the project. And this is one of those rare instances where it looks like the project is going to bear some fruit. Now, Arsenal this summer look like they are going to continue investing in the project. They've already signed Kai Havertz, which is a surprise signing. It'll be interesting to see how they utilise him because he had a very, very mixed time at Chelsea. And now... They're on the verge of signing Timber, who was a Man United target last summer, and Declan Rice for £105 million. For Arsenal to drop £105 million is serious investment in the project. But what that means is, is that Arsenal need to challenge for the title again. And we'll really see if Arsenal are genuine contenders. It can't be a case of Newcastle are building, Man United are rebuilding, Liverpool had a down season... Chelsea on a rebuild. Spurs were just a joke this season. It can't just be a case of Arsenal were second because all of these other teams were in different places and it was a perfect time for the Arsenal project to rise above these other projects. It needs to be a case of Arsenal now being established, the young players getting better, their signings improving the squad and the team and Arsenal being able to challenge Man City again. Otherwise, anything less than title contention next season will be a failure. And for Manchester City, anything other than winning the league, the fact that you've won it three times in a row, and now you're going to try and go past United as the only team who've won it four times in a row, anything less than that would be a failure for Manchester City. And obviously, going into next season, which we'll look at in a second, they are the significant favourites to win the Premier League once again. So before we have a look at the futures odds for next season, let me take a quick time out to tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favourite MLB and NFL season player props. So many ways to win over on Underdog and Underdog is available in so many states. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com and our promo code SGPN. So we're going to have a quick look now at the futures markets for next season. Obviously, this is ridiculously early. I'm going to talk about some of the rumoured transfers and completed transfers as well as I do this. Man City come in as the 8-13 to favourite, so just under minus 150 here. That was pretty much what they were last season as well, with Liverpool being the second favourites. Liverpool are the third favourites this season. They were the second favourites, but obviously with Arsenal doing that business with Kai Havertz, Declan Rice almost over the line. Timber looks like it's over the line as well. They have now pushed ahead of Liverpool. They're at 6-1 plus 600. And Liverpool are at 7-1. Liverpool's business looks a little bit underwhelming. It looks like they're focusing on rebuilding in midfield. But Jude Bellingham was a player who was always rumoured to be going to Liverpool. It was rumoured that Jordan Henderson had been tapping him up on England camps and telling him how great Liverpool was. Well, it looks like Bellingham didn't buy into it. And it also looks like the fact that Liverpool aren't playing Champions League football next season was a factor. He's ended up at Real Madrid. 
Liverpool have got Alexis McAllister. That's a great signing, especially for the price. And they're also looking to add Slobosly from uh, from RB Leipzig. But is that good enough to get back into the Champions League positions? And is it certainly good enough to compete with Manchester City? I don't think it is. I don't think these are the type of signings that are going to get you back in contention. You're relying on your on three of your front five to be reliable once again. You're relying on Alisson having another good season as well as the centre-back pairings become more and more questionable. You've got Trent, who can no longer be trusted as a right-back adapting to a new midfield position, I think, at the start of next season. So a lot of questions about Liverpool, in my opinion. Man United here are at 10 to 1. So I think it's best to talk about them over on BetMUFC. Obviously, a lot revolves around the Glazers getting out. If Glazers get out and we do get the Qatari investment, we are looking at an entirely different brand of player. At the moment, the only player we're rumoured to be signing is Mason Mount. That doesn't really fill me with too much excitement. For me, he's a much worse version of Bruno Fernandes. I don't think he has as much quality, as much vision. Um, he's not statistically as good as Bruno Fernandes. So I don't understand why we're signing another player in that position. That would be three players in that position. That would be Mount Eriksen and Bruno Fernandes. And I know um, Eric Ten Hag has been playing with two eights and one six as opposed to one eight and two sixes which is a more attacking formation, which centres around Man United having more ball control. But I just don't think Mason Mount is significantly better than Christian Eriksen. So I'd have liked Man United to have made a better signing than that. But for £55 million, that is the going rate for a top English player, which is what Mason Mount is. But for me, the priority should have been a striker and I'd rather have spent the extra 15 or 20 million to really make Daniel Levy think about selling us Harry Kane. It's a big gap to the next two teams now. It's 18 to 1 on Chelsea and 18 to 1 on Newcastle. Chelsea are doing some dodgy dealings. They're finding a way to get rid of all of their trash and selling it to the Saudis. And the Saudis are investing in Todd Bowley's companies as well. So he has previous relationships with the Saudis. And now the Saudis are taking the the trash players that didn't work away from Chelsea. When you're looking at Mendy, you're looking at Koulibaly, all of these players are moving to to Saudi and and many others. And it does look like dodgy dealings on, on behalf of Todd Bowley. But ultimately, I'm not too sure this is going to work out for them. They've just signed an entirely new squad. They didn't gel. And their answer is get a lot of those out the door and buy an entirely new squad. Well, I don't think that will work again. And it will surprise me to see Mauricio Pochettino guide this team into the top four once again. Even him as a manager, he must have lost confidence by the fact that he went to PSG and um, in his first season didn't win the league, which is unheard of. And also didn't win that Champions League or even come close to it, which is what the PSG fans want. So I think Pochettino's rep has been damaged by his run at PSG. It'd be interesting to see what he does as the Chelsea manager. You'd have Newcastle at 18-1. to I don't think they're ready yet. I think if they can remain in the top four and show some uh, consistency there, I think that would represent a good season for them. I'm sure they're going to do some significant business, though, in this window, probably likely to spend 150 mil once again which should um, obviously strengthen their case to remain in the top four. Then it's another big gap here to Tottenham at 50-1. to Tottenham will be looking to hold on to Harry Kane if they do. 
and with Big Ange at the helm, I'm not going to attempt to say his surname, Tottenham could certainly be viable contenders to get themselves back into the top four. They have signed James Madison already. They are doing a little bit of business. Things look to be moving in the right direction for Tottenham, but they do need to significantly strengthen up that back line. They just conceded way, way too many goals last season for a team who seriously want to get back into the top four. And it'll be interesting to see what Brighton do. They're more likely to sell players than bring, bring players in. Caicedo looks like he could be moving, but they want £100 million for him. That's unrealistic. Yet they sold Alexis McAllister at a very low price to Liverpool. It would be fascinating to see how De Zerbi once again, maintains what he did last season with this Brighton team. And then you have Aston Villa at 150 to 1. I actually think Villa are going to finish above Brighton this season. I think they're going to be a dark horse to not necessarily challenge for the top four, but I certainly think they're going to be in and around the top six. If Tottenham aren't careful and Chelsea aren't careful, the Aston Villa could move ahead of these teams. They're just one or two signings away from establishing themselves as a top six team. And they have a top manager who's capable of keeping them in there. Unai Emery went on an incredible run in the second part of the season. And if Villa can do that again, they can definitely be genuine contenders to remain in the top six next season. So that's just a very, very quick look at the futures market for next season. We're only going to look at the outright market because obviously it's way, way too early to dip into everything. Obviously, when we do our futures show for the start of next season, we're going to do it in two parts. We're going to look at the outright winners market again. We're going to look at the top four, the top six, the relegation odds, the top goal scorer, all of that. But of course, this is the recap show for last season, which was one by Manchester City with Erling Haaland coming in and um, breaking all goal-scoring records. Ultimately, if he does end up playing in the EPL for as long as Harry Kane has, he's going to be the player who moves past Kane and Shearer. And with Harry Kane knowing that, the final question I want to ask at the end of this show is, is there any point in Harry Kane simply staying at Tottenham for the rest of his career to break the Premier League record. At the moment, he has the opportunity to move to Bayern Munich and win things. He could potentially even move to Real Madrid or he could stay in the Premier League and move to Manchester United and still continue to head towards breaking Alan Shearer's record whilst having a better chance of winning a trophy. My final question here for the show is what should Harry Kane do? The Harry Kane odds at the moment have him staying at Tottenham as the favourite in the market. He is at 4-5 to five to stay at Tottenham. He's at 13-8 to eight to move to Bayern Munich. Man United have moved all the way out to 9-1 to one and reuniting with Pochettino at Chelsea's at 11 to 1, with Real Madrid moving all the way out to 16 to 1, because obviously at the moment their priority is going to be signing Kian Mbappe. PSG know that Mbappe isn't going to be staying next season. So they now have the opportunity to cash in on him or lose him for free next season. So it's a difference of probably around 150 to 180 million that they could get for Mbappe now, who is going to inevitably move to Real Madrid. And in Real Madrid situation, do you pay that money now or do you just wait one season and save the 150 million to 180 million and get him for free instead next summer? So it is a big conundrum. 
for both teams. It's a very, very interesting summer ahead. And we'll be covering it here for you on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. Before I close out, let me let you know that there is an edition of the Fight Show available at the moment. It is covering the WWE Money in the Bank pay-per-view. There will also be a Scamessa Italia recap show dropping this weekend, recapping the Serie A season. And also this weekend, there will be a podcast previewing the upcoming Wimbledon Grand Slam. We were very successful in covering Roland Garros. We had Novak Djokovic to win the tournament over at Lock Betting. And uh, we do expect Novak to win again. That's not going to be a big revelation when we do the podcast. But if you want to hear all of our picks as we break down every single quarter of the men's side of the tournament, then make sure you check out that Wimbledon podcast that will be available on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Until then, good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.